0: What's our
1: pre-chit chat? Yeah, remember we have to pretend like we're oh, we're like right. really casual, like at the front here. Um, yeah. inflation is <laughs> bad all the time. inflation. <laughs> <laughs> see, your your mic is
0: twilified? For oh sure. yeah. Oh is. no. She the little like it. screen there. That's so yeah. Funny. yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really bummed That's about so that. Funny. It's all
1: uh, it's all cut up. My nice clean mic with the ratty. What do you call this? A sock? Is this is like a wind
0: like screen
1: is the sock like the is that like industry lingo
0: well because well what, sometimes like so this is so for for those at home uh we have little like i don't know what they're like wind screens basically on the mics that we have but there's like the actual like screens yeah. i'm sure you've seen that like hook around right like, right yeah. circular and and as like a um Uh, like a cheap alternative people use like pantyhose basically that you can because it's like a similar material. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's like where the like sock comes from because you can also use like a sock in theory. To do it. But when when I was
1: on the Lightweights podcast, their mics did not have one of these foam socks. It was a metal like great thing. And maybe it was like like, I've been seeing like
2: podcasts um, that do like the video like component. They just have like auditorium mics you know you would like hold Uh, yeah real amateur
0: hour stuff happening over at other podcasts (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's let's plug some other podcasts while you're here (laughs) we we spend money on our podcast so it's better (laughs)
1: yeah exactly is is this a sign of having like a budget or is this the cheap version doing usb mics (laughs)
0: this is the cheap version and it's also the person who like is like like the rich kid who's like I'm going to start getting into guitar and then they buy like uh, the most expensive guitar in the world that okay they don't do come have. for me <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ <laughs> Do you have the most
2: expensive? No, guitar I, my in a guitar world? that I'm practicing on is uh, borrowed from my dad because <laughs> okay. he's got like three. So he was like, "You nice. can borrow this
1: one." <laughs> so. Yeah, borrowing
0: expensive equipment is okay.
1: Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yes. <laughs> if you would like the lads to sound better, please consider donating to our Patreon <laughs> so we can buy. <laughs> better or mics. better yet, send me a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> How would that help the the podcast, Jack? Oh,
2: sorry, the podcast. I meant me. The podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes. The pod- well, I could play guitar on the podcast. I'm learning I've, I'm like a little bit I can kind of almost do Zelda's lullaby on the guitar okay. Whoa. Nice. yeah really? I, I am struggling with some of the other chords someone help <laughs> I, I oh. think
0: I think we'd have to get permission from Mark Marin because <laughs> at the end of all the WTF doesn't he play like a guitar riff right like isn't that his thing so
2: are you saying that Mark Marin owns the copyright to playing a guitar on a As podcast
0: playing the you. guitar at the end of a podcast? <laughs> Well, makes, we'll just do it at makes the beginning. You, mm. Makes you a, a what the fucker for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what the
2: fucker? <laughs> Have you listened to that podcast? Is that the official name? Well, he, that's like
0: the. I know what like, the podcast. is. Well, that's but. like the bit. Is like at the beginning. He's like, he's like, what's up? What the fuckers? Oh, what the I veneers. T- okay, um, I don't remember I, okay, that. But I mm. was like making a joke, and now I'm outing myself as a weird
2: like Mark Maron. What the fuck? <laughs> I was gonna today. say like. <laughs> What okay, what the, here's the here we can we can plug another podcaster right now. Yeah. What is like your number one podcast, like that you listen to regularly? Oh. Like not like a linear, like you know, if you listen to like a serialized podcast, it's like whatever. Oh. Like do you listen oh. to like a week to week podcast? Yeah,
1: they're all like political ones, which I don't really want to shout out oh, any sure. of them. Fair. Um but I well, don't will, you listen to like history? I was gonna say I'd yeah. happily shout out Dan Carlin's hardcore oh, yeah. history. I know I've gotten Robert to listen to yeah. a handful of those. Yeah. Um Jack doesn't like me enough, so he hasn't listened, <laughs> but, but I'm working on it. Hopefully. I think he likes himself a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like listening to lads. So yeah. Like
1: not if you if
0: you if you're a fan of four-hour plus podcasts mm. about history. Dan Carlin is the one. Yeah. It's so, so it's
1: hard. I just don't have a commute anymore. So four hour yeah. podcast is really hard. I oh man, I those are epics. They're not released yeah. that often, but they're so, so interesting and valuable. And the amount of anecdotes that I've taken from those podcasts and injected yeah. into my own lessons as a school teacher, like they're just it's the best podcast what's, ever. What's your favorite episode of that one? Oh, okay. Uh, there's two. Uh, there's either World War II Japan, uh, which is called Supernova in the East, which I highly recommend. It's- is that a like a one shot? It's not a one-shot. Do you want a one-shot or do you want a I series? really liked
0: the one that you recommended to me as the one-shot, the one about the the like the like Cold War like, era the, one. Um, uh,
1: it's... Uh, oh, my God. What's it's about the atomic bomb. Yeah. It's called... Um, that one is just a one. I'll download it and I'll do it's it. It's like
2: a one-episode
0: one. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm a, I am really like... Um, I really like, obviously, Lads Who Pod is my number one favorite <laughs> podcast, but Oh, I really uh, like, yeah, I like them, too. I, yeah, weird that you guys didn't say that. First. Destroyer yeah. of Worlds. Um, Destroyer yeah. of Worlds, oh, which is so right, amazing,
1: it. and it actually works really well as a sequel one-off to Supernova in the East. Okay. Um, Supernova in the East... Sorry to interrupt. Ron. No, no, no uh, Supernova in the East is multi-part, what is this, six parts? Yeah. Yeah, six or seven parts it's really really dark I'll say that Um, don't mind that but it's uh, it's fantastic and it's free on all of your uh, uh, all of your podcast apps some of them are
0: paid some of them
1: are paid honestly like well worth it they're like a dollar a show yeah but yeah I'd say just in terms of Ease of access. Um, Supernova in the East or Destroyer of Worlds would be. I am downloading Destroyer of Worlds. Oh, you're gonna.
0: I feel like I I feel like I shared with you, Jimmy, but I really like Adam Conover's podcast. actually, I've
1: listened to that one a couple times because of you. Big fan of that. He's he's cool. I really like. He's. I really like his like interview style as well and. Uh, yeah, he he's a, a fun listener Solid interview style, really comedic. But you know the material is just makes me so
0: sad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like here's it's it's always like the format of the show to me like for most of them it's like here's a problem in the world,
3: mm-hmm.
0: here's a guest on that explains the very easy fix to it. Yeah, <laughs> and here's why we don't do it. <laughs> and, and
1: the answer at the end is always like money
0: or
2: like yeah, yeah right. uh, it's it's a missed a murder mystery
1: that has the same answer every time. Yeah, yeah maybe a good one to plug for our fans though as a little bridge between the lads and Factually would be his episode with Sid Meier the creator oh, the of Civilization. Oh which Alliance. you told me about and I meant yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean that would be fascinating. It's uh, it's a fun listen I think obviously a lot it's of the crossover. number one Civilization fan yeah. <laughs> in the world. Civ <laughs> is such a good game. It's perfect. It's what, perfect. What would be a podcast you would shout out?
2: I mean out? I would definitely shout out um, Los Culturistas which is probably my all time favorite with um, Matt Rogers and Bo Yang mm. who and I know I do. I um I, um, well. um I mean I know that um Bo and Yang is a gamer. He will often go on his Instagram wow. and post like Final Fantasy <laughs> like oh, screen grabs yeah. and stuff. And uh, yeah, there I just really like um it's very casual, like there's basically no format, you know, it's just they have like guests on like comedians, writers, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but I do really I the reason I got into it originally was because someone I think it might have maybe it was Jules actually. Pitched me the central question of the podcast, which is they ask the, um, the person, like, who their guest is, um, what's the culture that made you say that culture is for you? And oh. it's, like, people talking about, like, the formative movie or TV show or art or whatever it is that they saw as a child or a teenager or whatever, and it, like, got them into to being doing art, okay. and like got them into their field essentially, and I just—it's like amazing oh to hear those questions. <laughs> Sorry,
1: Jack, you're being very rudely interrupted. No, 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 no it's now. fine. Uh, Twyla is a Bye. guest on this. Gladius, Twyla, Hi, sure. Twyla. But yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I would shout out.
0: Um, uh, well, Cool. We're so we're here today to uh, for I'd say this is a very special episode. <laughs> this is a this is a historic <laughs> episode. So
1: we are breaking barriers. Can you this. put in
2: the um the parenthetical next to the episode like um the game title and then parentheses historic? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't historic miss. people like, parentheses right. people died. <laughs> <laughs> people were killed. <laughs> uh,
0: so so yeah, this is this is a very. Uh, special episode of, of Lad to Pod. Uh, uh, we are Lad to Game. I'm Lad Robert. I'm Lad Jack. And I'm Lad Jimmy. And today we're here to talk about um, a game. Uh, some of you may have heard. Yeah, some of you may <laughs> have heard. Uh, called Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons, uh, Twila's favorite game as well. Um, I, I think something th- that makes this like sort of like special for us, I, I think there's like a few things. There's That's a lot of things. There's a, There's a lot of things. I would say, you know, number one, you would not be listening to this podcast without Animal Crossing: New Horizons. You're right. <laughs> this this is the game that brought the lads together. Shallow lads. Shall Should I explain l- the
2: origin story? Yeah, do. So as, as sort of the uh, so the, hook. I don't have. Um, I am lazy, <laughs> and I. Um, I mean you guys knew each other at that point right you must have Yeah we had out. met a few times you had met yeah. for
0: sure so yeah. our main connection was the bachelor franchise at that point right yes. point. yeah <laughs> If that gives
2: you any context <laughs> so i up into the release of animal crossing new horizons i was talking to jimmy a lot about it because we had played it um as kids together but then i also started talking to robert about it um and um i basically was like we were we were texting for a long time about it and Eventually, I just got tired of having the same conversation <laughs> over and over and over again. And so I just was like, we're making a group chat. This is me, Jimmy, Robert, Animal Crossing. Get it all out here so that I don't have to go back and forth. Yeah, And reader, <laughs> you know, listener, and look and I mean, that. that was D-Day. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was it. Like, AC Day. It, just, it, was, it was the beginning of all of this. It was the beginning of... Um, a Squarespace
1: account, <laughs> you know, is the yeah. beginning of several microphone purchases. Um, it's it, the beginning of the the media franchise that you know now. You know and Lads, love, yeah. And um,
2: it, it, but yeah, it really started what we now know as Lads Who Game because we were basically playing Animal Crossing together at the same time and talking about it. And then we were like, well, we should do this for other games and like play mm. other games together. And then when we got PS5s, all of us respectively, like. It was like, oh, let's start it. So it just yeah snowballed from there, and that's how we're that's how we got to this exact moment at this exact second, (laughs) at undisclosed location, undisclosed date and time, (laughs)
0: and the the like the whole lads like nomenclature came from. Yeah, we were. I don't know why, but like because there's the
2: scallops in the game. Well, we were Nook Inc. First was the name of the group chat. I think Uh, which honestly. I think was the best. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Nook Inc was great. Nook Inc., and then they have the Summer Wave One update where they added Pascal yeah, and Escal. his scallop collecting, yeah. uh, you know, uh, gameplay mechanic or whatever. And then, yeah, I don't know. Then so we so became scallop lads. decided scallop lads, lads scallop lads was lads funny. Lads
2: became- it was history. <laughs> <It's>
1: history. <laughs> like, yeah. It was
2: that was divine intervention. Right. Yes, someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, Apollo and the gift of prophecy like, <laughs> came down. And Jesus
1: hopped on the group chat real quick, changed the name, and we got out. <laughs> so, so we,
2: so we had played this game
0: for, I mean, I think safely 500 hours each, right? Like, I yeah. think that's like. I'm, where it, I think oh. I'm
1: under 500. Oh. I'm at five, <laughs> like. 80 oh excuse me uh 485. Okay. No, I uh, bet I'm uh, around basically 300 uh, okay. which is still so
0: so great for the average between all of us is probably around so uh, well,
2: you're a thousand right like a thousand <laughs>
0: uh, I'm no. fr- fr- I don't even know what am
2: I probably like 600 something
0: um so so like collectively we've uh, all spent like a a lot of time in this game, and then we stopped playing, like, a lot of people, you know, it was the the March 2020, like, COVID shut down, everyone played uh, a lot really fast, kind of maybe burnt out on the game slightly, and so we had taken, you -hmm. know, essentially taken a break for a long time. Um, And then um, going into Season 2, we thought it would be fun to Uh, see what it would look like to play a game over the course of the entire season. Um, So this was sort of like our extended play was Animal Crossing and we, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to do like updates uh, throughout the whole season and things like that, which we did at the beginning. Uh, We sort of fell off a little bit, which we talked about, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but generally speaking. And we nuked
2: our original islands. We nuked our original islands and we Mm -hmm.
0: started a new one. So um, we've had a couple experiences. For for the purposes of this, we're going to talk about it like we would normally talk about a game Mm -hmm. with like our ratings and things like that but just so that you know everyone is aware we're we're rating this game based on our first playthrough we thought that would be the most like fair way to assess this game because with
2: the ability to bring in stuff yeah we'll we'll talk about like the differences
0: between different like playthroughs and things like that but you know for the purposes of this we'll be talking about um the game from the perspective of uh the uh, the first time we played it. So we're excited to go in. Um, uh, before we get started, just because I feel like we are going to be yelling a lot in this episode, <laughs> uh, uh, first, sound warning. Yellow yeah, uh, head, head phone head, warning. Head, <laughs> head <laughs> head in, and then if we could like collectively push our mics back slightly, I think that would like help a little bit. Great. So you're, so you're going to hear our voice get slowly away from you. And it'll be sad, but I, I'll adjust the volume so you'll hear every last breath that we <laughs>
3: Okay. Every, um, every gasp,
0: every burp, every, every scream, every stomach gurgling. <laughs> um, so I, I believe movements. I believe to kick it off, Jack, I believe you have something prepared. Do you believe? I or believe, do you know? I believe he has, has faith. You spent you a few hours is. putting this together,
2: so go ahead. Hours on. and hours putting this together. So um for anybody who does not know somehow what Animal Crossing's New Horizons is. Animal Crossing New Horizons is a 2020 social simulation game developed and published by Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch. It is the fifth main entry in the Animal Crossing series. In New Horizons, the player controls a character who moves to a deserted island after purchasing a getaway package from Tom Nook. They accomplish assigned tasks tasks excuse me and develop the island as they choose. They can gather and craft items, customize the island, and develop it into a community of anthropomorphic animals. Um, which is very dry. So, it doesn't have any of the
1: charm. No, it the makes it sound like the, the island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hold on. Let me do my part too full spoilers for this very yes. <laughs> plot heavy full, game.
2: Full spoilers uh, for when Tom Nook kills you at the end. Yeah, we're not going to avoid talking about <laughs> it. Did you choose to kill or spare Tom yeah, Nook? <laughs> did, you, did you press square to slaughter Tom <laughs> the Honestly, the honorable move
0: <laughs> to kill Tom Nook Let's not end. get into that. Oh, <laughs> um, I, uh, we, we all played on the Switch. I think it's the only place that you can play. Yeah, you, you can't, can't play, play anywhere, anywhere else. Crossing. Um, and uh, one, one interesting thing about this compared to the other games we play, which is why it made sense for like a perfect extended place that there's not really an ending to this game i mean Mm -hmm. there's there's sort of like a story that wraps up in a way but there's not like like the end like of the game um it can really go on forever which i think is sort of like a unique um yeah
2: it's really rare to find these games these days where you can put it it really is what you put into it you know you Mm can it it, for some people you can get to like the quote-unquote end point of like the main progression of this game really quickly or it could take you years um, it's completely open-ended, like you were saying, Robert, and you can start from scratch. You know, you can reset the island. You could even not start a new save file, but you could just get rid of all of the decor and stuff that you've put on your island and yeah. redesign it. You mm-hmm. know, it never... There's never a moment where you've technically seen everything the game has to offer. Right. And they're still adding updates, I think.
1: Uh, no, they... They did they last the last no, Oh, they did the last one. I mean, they will still update Minor holiday okay. events, like they'll be in the Nook catalog. You can get like a a football because it's gonna be the Super Bowl or whatever. Like, sure. but in terms of major content updates, Ooh, right, yeah. they They're not were done with things. that last like update slash DLC dump that they okay. did. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, but itself, yeah, it was up. It was up. To be fair, though, it was updated three two, years, two two, two years, years, full yeah. two years after. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the nature of just like it sort of being randomized and like items like cycling, Mm -hmm. like I'm sure, you know, in theory, you know, if even if I was playing every day, there would still be stuff that like wouldn't show up in my shop or, you know, that you'd be able to like trade out with. I mean, getting ahead of
2: it a little bit, but like the art in the museum, that is like. That could go on forever, you know, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to find all the right art pieces and everything, sure, you know, sure. unless you're like cheating, but right. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, cool. So, so let's let's go around the table mm-hmm. and give our ratings if we want to go sure. like that way, I yeah, go
2: first. Um, yeah, so I, um, I, I mean, if it's not obvious already, like, I love this game, like, this game is incredible. Um, there's so much good stuff to say about it. I just want to preface my rating by saying that I do have critiques of this game and, like, have things that I think could be improved upon. And I want to talk a little bit too later about, like, comparison with other entries in the franchise Mm -hmm. and how I think this one improves on certain things but also, like, messes up on certain things. Mm -hmm. That being said, this is a 5 out of 5 for me because I think that the cultural impact of this particular entry in the franchise and what it did not only for, like, me at that time in March, 2020, but like the world and like my friend group. And I I just think that that makes up for any tiny detail that I might be willing to critique about this game. And I really think that there's only really about two games in the past, like three or four years that I can think of where the anticipation was the fun Mm -hmm. and Queuing this game up on day one, it was this and the other one I was sort of hinting at was Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. was s- turning the switch on and clicking on that icon and watching the game load up, like heart racing, you know, like just so excited. And that is so special and so rare. And so even if I was like, yeah, this sucks and that sucks or whatever, I would just be like this game, that alone makes this game subjectively special, X-Factor perfect. And so, yeah, it's, it's a five out of five for me, I think maybe if it didn't have that factor of the subjective cultural impact and the impact it had on me in March of 2020, it might be a
1: 4.5, but for those, for all intents and purposes, five out of five lads. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, so I, I like have a pretty uh, passionate take on this game, uh, which I know I've shared with both of you before. Um, and and that is that I really believe that if you enjoyed playing this game, if you are a fan of the Animal Crossing franchise, then I think that there's only really two scores you're justified in giving this game. That's either a 4.5 or a 5. I am furious with some of the you know, discourse I've seen about this game on the internet. And now at this point in, uh, you know, uh, uh, September 2022, it's definitely not talked about on the internet right now. But, like, over the last two years since it's released, there's been a lot of, like, I've been calling them real cute takes like these people will (laughs) boot up their YouTube channels and make like a fucking 60 minute, you know, video essay about why Animal Crossing New Horizons is actually trash. And these same people have played 500 fucking hours. (laughs) And I just think that like, no, you're not allowed to do that. Like you're allowed to play a game and even complete the game and say, I didn't like that for this, that and the other thing. I think for what it's worth, if you put in 500 hours, you liked the game and yeah. you think it's a great game. You can't be that much of like a, you know, self-hater that yeah. you like torture yourself for 300 hours. I easily. think there's a lot of people that like are sitting there smelling their own farts thinking they're real <laughs> cool uh, with these takes about how the game is actually not good. Jesus uh, Christ. No, it just I'm so long No, I know what this, you like, mean I just that visual Sorry, go no, ahead. Like, God, there's. I won't shout out the YouTube channel in case we ever have put on but I watched this one video of, like, some guy is talking about how the music was terrible in this game, especially compared to other ones. And I'm like, dude, first of all, such a subjective, <laughs> yeah, like, such a, <laughs> such a subjective opinion. Like, you can, I, I mean, listen, I don't think that New Horizon has the best music of the Animal Crossing franchise. Um, I don't even know if I'd put it as, like, my top two or three. But, like, the fact that, like, th- this person, like, went in yeah. and had points about how, it doesn't thematically fit with the hour-to-hour hour of the day. It's just like, <laughs> give me a fucking break, Mr. 680 hours. Like- Touch grass. Anyway, so with all of that said, I agree with you, Jack. I have um, some critiques. I think that... Um, There are a lot of things that I would say maybe even surprisingly they took steps backwards on Mm -hmm. in terms of features in this series. But I think that everything that either got worse or was absent or took a step back was because they took a lot of steps forward in other mechanics that we'll talk about. And therefore, with all that said, this is a 5 out of 5 game. I actually think that a lot of the 4.5, like, Lad writing fits better with my thoughts, but it's that X factor. Yeah, um, I agree. I know. I've also told you guys both like that first day experience. Um, uh, I've said like you can never take that feeling away from me. Chasing like it was, it was beautiful. Um, and uh, yeah, a cultural moment. Like people that I had, had no idea were gamers were tweeting about this, uh, this game. So the yeah. amount of people who bought Switches yeah. to play yeah. this game. Yeah. Also,
0: will quickly say. To all the haters out there, if you play Animal Crossing, you're a gamer. Don't listen to mm-hmm. don't listen to the hate. Yeah, it's it's a, just yeah. because it's a like casual game, and I say that not in the ironic or like sort no. of spiteful yeah. casual. I mean, in a literal sense, it is definitely a casual game. There's no way to to describe it otherwise but you're not a if you're filthy
2: casual <laughs> yeah for, for if you're a game. person whose switch is loaded with animal crossing new horizons and stardew valley you're valid yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're seen on this podcast maybe, today. maybe
0: maybe like get mario kart on there but to uh to I, some... I would <laughs> encourage
2: you to play other games <laughs> but you're seen and you you are enough and you are loved <laughs> Cool. So, <laughs> I I was
0: uh, I was nervous about this. I really was nervous about this. I you know I think there was there's this sort of like um, there was this I think expectation going into this game that this would be a golden the first yeah. golden lad the first all five out of five lad and I was I was nervous about it because in my heart not in my heart in my brain. I was like, I think this is a four point five, mm-hmm. and and the reason for that uh, I realized was that I was doing a lot of comparative um, uh, analysis, like compared to other Animal Crossing fr- mm-hmm. Animal Crossing like uh, games within the franchise, like like oh n- maybe the villagers are a little too like same, you know mm-hmm. what I mean compared to the past, which I think is true. I think yeah. I'm yeah. sure we could oh, all so agree absolutely. With um, and so I was I was thinking that. But upon further reflection, I think that this game is um, for what it is perfect. You know, like there is there if you're playing a game like this, it's not fair to compare it to like Breath of the Wild or anything like that. But in reality, this is a sim game. This is a casual game. And so for that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give this a five out of
2: five. Yeah! Yes. Let's First of go! All, you are doing, you did do that, Um, the John McCain, like, is he going to vote yes or no? Yeah. <laughs> <old scare laughs> you
1: just want to scare us, you sicko. I, like, I had the thumb uh, yeah. in the middle the whole God time. Let me, let me quickly interject and say, yeah, I please. agree with you Fully on yeah. your thoughts on that. I think that we'll probably spend a lot of this just because that's the nature of this type of show of, like critiquing it. Yeah. And I think I agree there's a lot of stuff that can be critiqued, yeah. but, but I God, think, I think a lo- it's that X factor of all of us. I think right? a lot of that I critique. It I think a
0: lot of that critique comes with something that's very unique to this game, which is that this franchise has been around for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have people that played it when they were 10 or whatever. You know, like all, like I'm assuming all of us in, in some ways like played it when we were younger or I have had at the least one on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've at least played different versions of this game. Um and and so there's like some of the nostalgia factor. There's some of the like Blinder blinders on that because of that you know you go into a game critiquing it more harshly because it doesn't live up to the memory of you yeah. like Saturday morning at 10 you know or whatever mm-hmm. like and I think that's so unfair I yeah. think like mm-hmm, there's probably. no there's no other game really that does it like this i know stardew valley which full disclosure i haven't played you know i've heard amazing things about it but like stardew valley would not exist without animal
2: Crossing. and stardew valley for the record as as per my understanding because i also not have not played it but there's a lot more like maximization like in stardew valley like there's a lot more like you're playing like a numbers game and like you're trying to like if make your farm like as efficient as possible and like even though there are, it, there's like a tedium and a relaxation to that repetition and everything. It's like Animal Crossing, at least in the first one, is so there's nothing to, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You're just in a village. There's no yeah. goal. There's no anything, you know? Yeah. And like, even Stardew Valley, I think you can like make the argument that there's like a goal. Yeah.
0: I, I think, I think there's just like, there's no way around it. If you, like, to what you were saying, Jimmy, if you like this game, this is the perfect, if you like this kind of game, yeah. this is like as close as you can get to the perfect. Because, you know, if you, if you refer to the official lad language on our ratings, <laughs> if you we'll know, pull out our
2: pamphlets there's, and there's turn to him take your pocket <gasps> constitutions out. Yeah. And- there, there's no. <laughs> I, went, I went church. <laughs> you went pocket constitution. There,
0: there's no such thing as a perfect game, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's, and there's, it's hard to, like, you know, like, there's, okay, I'll say, there's no such game as, there's there's no such game as a game without flaws. Yeah, a game can have a game can have flaws <laughs> and still be
2: perfect. I have gone on record that I think that Breath of the Wild is like probably just about perfect. Like I really don't have anything to say about that game, but I, f- I know what you mean in the in the grander <laughs> scheme of things. Yeah, that's that's actually let's take a moment because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong. So let's, let's I, it I I think that it is it is there is a way to find that attainability, right. but yeah. only because my. Uh, Expectations. Siri, S-
0: Siri, reminder: six months from now, Breath of the Wild two podcast review. Man. Well, I mean, we'll that's a, a different game. <laughs> Um Yeah. So, so for all that, yeah. uh, five, five five five, and and um, you know, first first golden lad, first, yeah. first all Yum. across the board. And how fitting, how appropriate. Yeah. Hello, yeah.
1: let's
2: celebrate that. Let's yeah. celebrate, yeah. <laughs> let's celebrate <laughs> on, on our
1: on our what would be our twentieth game. Are we, can we considering this the first or last game of the season? I know we talked about this. A I uh, think it, it's fun to make it our. Tw- 20th game. Yeah. yeah or is so it our first game
0: 20th game oh. well first game but 20th game reviewed as yes.
2: lads Who game it's kind uh, of our first that is our first and our last yeah. Game. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but that's kind of fun 20 it took us 20 games in to get a uh yeah. uh fives across the board golden lad um
0: yeah it's and, it's and like you know like everything and I'm sure we could all agree like I've had stronger emotions with other games I've had maybe like maybe better experiences experiences, like with a story of a game, like it's silly mm. to compare the story of this to something like uh, to, like Horizon Forbidden West, like I had a much more yeah. like emotional reaction to certain moments of that or like the gameplay on other games has been like, you know, quote unquote, like better or more intricate in other games, but it's just like the culmination of this. And because this game is it has uh, a lower, not a lower, but like a different thing it's trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it, like, so perfect. I I honestly
1: think, um, and and they are different, but, like, I don't know if I've had a stronger emotional reaction to a game. I know what you mean in terms of, like, there's no, like, you know, shocking character death in which I, like, shed a tear, but um, to the point that Jack was making earlier, like... That lead up uh, to this game, in that you know, morning I woke up at six a.m. <laughs> um, you know, to to play. But and the music at six a.m. is not as evocative as it could be. <laughs> 6 a. That's true, and for that reason, it's at three point <laughs> five. I guess
0: but. I guess what I'm saying is like that's very personal, right? Like that yeah. only exists because you have the history with the game. You hadn't played this, so you didn't know what it was going to be about. Yeah, sure. this is, and I and I think yeah, know, like with every form of like critique of art, you should include that. You know, your subjective mm-hmm. like feeling. About it should be a part of it, but in terms of like you know the actual game itself, you know it, yeah. it's like there's there's other factors in this that don't exist with other games. Yeah, part of that's because of nostalgia, and it's really it's really hard to tell how much is influenced by like our personal opinion yeah. versus like you know the I, I objectivity will say, of um,
2: it. But to your point about comparing storylines, I think we talked about this on our um unreleased Metroid episode. Well, it's on YouTube, but... Um, it'll go up eventually. It'll go up eventually. Um, we, ta- we talked a lot about how storytelling... How to compare stories of different breaths and depths, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, how yeah. do you compare something like Animal Crossing to Horizon Forbidden West? You know, where it's like, Horizon is like a very complicated, you know, in-depth story that's very akin to like a Hollywood movie, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it has like three-act structure, it's got whatever. And Animal Crossing doesn't have that... So how do you make the comparison? And I really think that the way to do that is to talk about what this game is offering in terms of narrative, like beats and not in like, well, obviously we can't compare like three act structure to Animal Crossing, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like a traditional, a lot of, it's like a device that's used for like a lot of storytelling today. But it's like, I think Animal Crossing, it still is like. I can talk about why I think the quote unquote story of Animal Crossing is like more effective yeah. than something like, I'll to get off of the Metroid train. Kina, um, Kina I think, yeah. is a really good example of like a story that doesn't land what it's trying to do, whereas Animal Crossing does land what it's trying to do by the tiny touches of, you know, it's your, you're on this, you're, you're ready to shake off your humdrum city life and like, Start anew on a new island, yeah. you know, with these. And I really like the touch of the invitation for KK, you know, mm-hmm. in this game. And yeah. I think that's such a smart move. And mm-hmm. having that serve as, like, the de facto climax or, like, ending. Of, well, I like, mean, that's when K- you get the credits.
3: when
0: he Yeah, comes.
2: exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, I think that you can make comparisons to story by saying, well, here's what the shape of this story is, even though it's not overly complex or... Yeah. You know, reaching for any sort of, like, really ambitious theme about, like, what the state of our world is
1: and, you know, whatever. But there's still ways to talk about storytelling comparatively. And and I think that I can't think of another game where myself, I am so intricately involved in the story that is being told. Like, yeah. this story, and I think that... It, Everyone has their own spin on how they digested this game, mm-hmm. and what moments hit for them. Um, and it is like it is one of those games where you sometimes have to—I um, don't know, like the right phrase—but you have to like meet it halfway sometimes yeah. with like the story that's being told. You have mm-hmm. to kind of um, you're projecting a lot. You're projecting on yeah. or imbuing something, but. But it prompts you to do that, mm-hmm. and I think that's the magic of the game. Um, I have so many personal anecdotes from across this entire franchise of moments in previous Animal Crossing games and this one that have so genuinely like impacted my life and touched me. Um, and even games that like tell a grander, tighter, and more detailed story like will never be able to do. Like, yeah, I know a oh guy we. We, we talk about it all the time, right? But like in Red Dead or whatever, or Ghost, um, those stories are expertly told. Yeah. And I love Arthur Morgan's story, but it's Arthur Morgan's story. Whereas Animal Crossing is my story. Yeah. And even a game like Sims mm-hmm. is, doesn't have that same level of like wholesome emotion to it. I don't think, I've never experienced that with Sims. Um, and I love that for this game.
0: I, I feel like though, the... I it's almost like this, it does have a story. It does have a beginning and a middle and an ends, so to speak. But I almost feel like it's designed to almost be like the tutorial. Like I don't know a single person who got to the credits when KK came to the island and was like, ah, that's it. Animal Crossing over. Totally. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's it's designed in a different way, and it's sort of like a way to drive the gameplay mechanics versus which I mean, I guess that's all video games in like some ways, but like, I think it's like approached in a different way. I don't think that makes it worse. I definitely think it it makes it different. So like, you know, I can imagine someone who's like really, really into Mm -hmm. that element and feeling like there's nothing going on with this game, like having a tough time with it. What I would say is like you're just playing the wrong game, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. play Sims, you know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. really want that kind of like sandbox kind of like vibe to what you're doing, like go play a game that or or like, you know, like uh, maybe not Civ, but like like a city skyline or like or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like you're you're doing
2: the same kind of stuff in here. You, were you saying Civ at one point, but then backtracked? I was. Yeah, I think Civ is a good comparison because I think the details of like the fact that you can name your own city. In Civ, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah. again, you're like imbuing what to what Jimmy is saying. It's like you imbue what you put into it, what you get back. You know, yeah. I guess,
0: I guess the only reason I backed off on that because I feel like it does have an end, right? Like you, right? I mean, that game has reach, 500 turns of play. You, you know? reach the yeah. end of you know civilization or whatever. If that's yeah. it's, it's
2: it's a board game with a yeah. goal. You're right, trying to right. win. You know, yeah. So
0: and and plus like you know the just. A little, I mean, I don't. know, We don't need to talk about Sid, but like the like the advances no, and things like that are, are creating like a story yeah. each time, like each term. So if weird, weird game to compare, but you know what I mean. I like, know. Yes. I think
2: again to both of your points, what I think is interesting is that yes, I agree with you. Is that you know nobody stops playing after KK comes, you yeah, know? Yeah. But to what Jimmy is saying, so did you guys um see that um someone made this on like Twitter right at the peak of like. When Animal Crossing was coming out, and how they were so sad when they, for some reason, they were, I think it was like City Folk or either GameCube, like the original Animal Crossing, they had Kiki the cat as their yeah. neighbor. Mm-hmm. And they loved Kiki, and they were like the big, you know, Kiki tattoo, like they were yeah. all into it. And when they play Animal Crossing, one of their starter villagers was Kiki. Mm. And they screen grabbed all these memories of like fishing with Kiki in the original game. And they had this letter where Kiki moved away in the original game. And the letter was like, but I hope we'll be friends forever. And then it's them in the museum looking at fish with Kiki in New Horizons. And it's like that is beautiful. I literally am tearing up. Right, like that is beautiful Like that this person imbued this very real friendship with this cartoon cat across franchises and it's like that is also worth talking about in terms of storytelling, quote unquote, which it feels like a misnomer, but what I mean is that it is an element that is not gameplay. It's not mechanics. It's not whatever. Mm -hmm. It's... Purely about emotional connection to the material between player and game.
0: Well, uh, like I, every yeah. other thing about this game, you get out of it what you put in. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I think you're saying is that I it's like totally, you made it like seventy five percent of the I, way there. I haven't. I hadn't heard about that Twitter sort of beautiful, but like it. I've, I've, I've so seen them. Sweet.
1: I with I've also seen the opposite, where someone's most hated villager. <laughs> but, that's, but that's also part of the fun. Yeah, about totally. it. yeah, yeah totally. Part of the fun is like the villagers that you detest, like uh, Jacks Wart Junior. Yeah, you know? well, that that was flowing flowing around <laughs> all is, of the social
0: yeah. medias. like like oh like the. Like I hate this stupid asshole, and it's like the cutest like little yeah. villager in the world. Exactly. I mean, whatever. that
2: culture about Animal Crossing is so funny. The um, I think it was like a cartoon or like a comic that someone drew of like walking into the tent
3: yeah at yeah. the
2: campsite, and it's like some you know what people would call like an ugly villager. Um, for the record, they're all beautiful in my <laughs> mind except for Wart. <laughs> but um it's like you walk into the tent and see them and then you turn right back yeah.
0: around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so And the, cool. the little like question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so cruel but it is part of the culture and part, yeah, of, part the of the quote unquote narrative and like, I, I think it's I, worth
1: I, talking about. I think like, having a villager to hate is, is, is good like and fun. Like it, it, adds yet another thing like when you're walking around town you yeah. see the villager that's your enemy anim- your enemy and you're like oh fuck this guy like yeah. it, that's part of the the
0: fun it's like i don't know it's like it doesn't re- it doesn't really have a story i mean other than like getting kicked to the island but like in the same way that almost oh, that was, this is
2: it was way too easy to find oh, really? i'm just this, gonna pass this, it around this <laughs> is
0: this is like such a this the is such comic. like a, a weird uh like thing to say necessarily, but like you know, there's no, there's no. It's <laughs> gonna dude, cry. You know <laughs> there's like no story. It, there's no story in life, right? Like technically, like yeah. your own lives don't. Well, really, I have main
2: character syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, been, I have a story going. Yeah. Oh, so sweet.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, even even if you like. You know, you can you can place your own story on your own life, and you can imagine like, oh, this is the phase of my life because like this happens at like you know this mm. happened to me when I turned like you know twenty two or whatever. Um, but like, there's no story in the same way that there's like no story in like Animal Crossing, and I think that the game both is both benefits from and is hindered by the fact that there are multiple games within the franchise to compare in yeah. and from a comparison sense, right? Like, you know, you you have the like, oh, I grew up playing this game. It's there's a lot of this like charm to it that is like passed down. And then you have like the weirdos who are like, oh, well, like, you know, the, you know, whatever. This villager didn't tell me to fuck off. So like New Horizons is like a bad <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. You know, it's it well on the sense. subject of
2: comparison. Can I bring up something that I want Please, to talk about? Yeah. With the, that I sort of teased in my scoring is um. While I mentioned that, I think that the KK beat at the end is really genius. Like, I really like that you're sort of, there's a little bit of that, like you're building towards something. Yeah. I do think that one of the things that I, in retrospect, think is a little bit of a misstep with this game. And I will will preface this by saying that I understand why they did it this way. Mm -hmm. I think a little bit of the progression element in the, you know, what you're saying, like the tutorial, Mm -hmm. like before you're like... You got to do this and you got to get these villagers and you got to get to KK and only when you do all this stuff have you will you be able to get the nook miles to get the yeah. terraforming and everything. I think it's a little bit of a mistake to put that much amount of progression and like leveling in this game because what I do miss is that feeling of nothingness in the first game. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling of like I'm just going to wake up and I'm just going to check in for an hour. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to just see what the villa. I'm going to talk to everybody, see maybe there's an error to run, see what's in the shop, and then log off. And that's it. And I feel that New Horizons, by virtue of how much you can unlock and all these goals that you can hit and the nook miles and all that, even though a- there's a lot of benefits to those systems, I think does make the game feel much more like I got to hit this milestone and this milestone and that milestone and It made me play the game too hard, particularly in March of 2020. And we've talked a lot about this where it's like, is that good? Is that bad? You know, how much time you're Well, Let's let's talk
0: about that, I think, and hopefully it can Mm -hmm. tie in with what we, uh, both of us just wanted to jump (laughs) on. Like (laughs) like the circumstances that this game came out in really Mm -hmm. affected it. Mm -hmm. In in both a positive and a negative way. You know, like, you know, I remember you know standing in line at target like the the day i got sent home to work from home to pick Mm. up the animal crossing like switch Mm -hmm. and you know ever like everyone panic buying a bunch of toilet paper around me and i'm just like standing in line (laughs) with like my animal crossing Crossing (laughs) being like what are these
2: losers up to you know what i mean and and i think i got sent home two days before the game released and my boss texted me and was like, don't come in tomorrow. And I was like, oh my God, what amazing timing. I'm going to have a long weekend. Thank God
1: for COVID. Yeah. I got a week week at
2: home. Thinking that it was going to be two weeks off, you know, and we were going to, I was like, oh, it'll be so fun. I'll just check my email and play Animal Crossing and then, you know, whatever. But it's like... (laughs) And then two years later. For whatever reason, (laughs) you know, I didn't go back into the office ever again. But um, (laughs) it's like, it is interesting that... The circumstances were so. I mean, there were all those jokes on Twitter that Nintendo created the the like coronavirus because it was like
1: everybody was buying these switches. It was the virus was created in a lab. It was just
2: in (laughs) Kyoto. (laughs) (laughs) It
1: it was. It was. It wasn't in Wuhan like we all thought. Yeah. (laughs) It
0: it was. It was really like this like cultural moment, and I think that a game that depended on a, a more like casual approach to it like oh like you play for like an hour a day and then log off yeah everyone had so much more time and so in my head i imagine you know the developers had you know like okay people will be playing this game for six months at least you know what i mean because it's going to take time to get all this stuff but everyone like did You know 300 hours in the first like three months and Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. that like created a burnout a lot quicker for a lot of people uh it made the gap between content like you know everyone's like oh like why didn't they put this in the game eventually came in but they didn't expect people to be playing it as much as they were and so like i feel like the way that i consumed this game would have been different had that not happened. And I it would have extended the life I, on it.
1: Yeah, I struggle to think uh, to your point about like whether that was a good or bad thing because I I do really l- I did really like the first. Uh, I guess 3 months of this game. And yeah. I don't I didn't like I'm not even in retrospect looking back and thinking, "Oh, that was bad." Like I get what we're saying, and I agree that like it was probably played in a way that wasn't intended, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed it a lot. Also for the record as well, like I I think I played and hung on to this game more or longer than you guys did. Totally. I played this game regularly until probably August of 2020. I think I was like in it fully playing until the second wave summer update. And then at that point, I started work for the new school year. And then at that, but even after that, I was checking in like once, twice a month for like the holidays. And I played, I think, fully played the game to some degree for the first year. Um, And I I agree that it might've been extended longer had we not like front loaded it. But I do think that there was enough in that game to still keep my attention for a very long period of time. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't mean that it made the game worse, like the way that you played it. I just mean that for the overall, like, long-term health of the game, I yeah. guess, for lack of a better term, that I think was, like, bad for it. But I, think, for, yeah. but I did really like those three months, yeah. like some of the best three months. Of totally. And, and, and what other
1: for, game, sorry to cut oh, off, no, what, what other game would you even get three months of no, no, balls to the wall? Totally. Like, you know? I, I think
2: what I mean is that...
1: What? <laughs> I have a
2: game. <laughs> you know, no, there might be one game. <laughs> yeah. Future episodes. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> what I mean is that... In fact, I gotta go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, get, on, get on your phone. Um, I think um, really what I the reason I bring up this thing that is is pretty unique to New Horizons, the sense of progression with KK and everything, mm-hmm. and then what you can unlock with the terraforming and everything, mm-hmm. is that it's unfortunate, because I, I don't think it's Nintendo's fault, but because everybody was so, I can play this game for 12 hours a day and it's not gonna interrupt anything, mm-hmm. and this game was also the first to really introduce a lot of elements of like faux progression, progression, excuse yeah. me, um, it made for a kind of deadly combo, which is that people grinded this game, which I don't think, and myself included, and I I don't think is conducive to my ideal Animal Crossing experience. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. Um, Because even though I agree with you, what you're saying is that I got like three months out of this game, which is like, what other fucking game gets you three months, except for Redacted? Um, My original Animal Crossing Towns My first one on the GameCube and even the one that I had on City Folk, I checked in years later. Right. And was playing more um, consistently,
1: if not more aggressively. So what I think is the true negative of the way that we all experience this game is that it, because we played it so intensely in such a short amount of time, it did... Expose the flaws of this game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's no secret or it's not anything profound to say that the developers this time around chose to focus on customization and they did simulation. And yeah. that is kind of the thing is like, that's a one, really good point. Once you get to the moment where you complete your island, and the islands aren't that big. Either, which is I don't know how serious of a critique it is, but I was no, um, they're
0: too small. I, I'm always well, hoping I agree, for like, for sure.
1: give me that city folk sized town. City folk had the biggest towns and nothing you could do with it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think it should have been like you could connect, you could make yeah, like an archipelago, I like connect,
2: doing, give me another island, give and me I like, could build a bridge
1: to that. Yeah, kind of vibe. wouldn't have been that hard. But anyway, um, so like, yeah, get good, get, get Fucking working. You, on yeah, it. come on. Get on No one on wants <laughs> <No laughs> to work these days. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> thanks to poor Nintendo employees that definitely like, had burned out themselves <laughs> Absolutely. pushing this game out. But uh, anyway, once you get to the point where you complete your island, which we all did mm-hmm. at three months instead of the intended probably nine to 12 months. Or years. Four years. Four years yeah. Then it becomes apparent that they took out or did not expand upon a lot of simulation qualities. Like, you know, you even, I think, referenced it earlier. Like, the villagers are much more nuanced and have much more depth and personality in population growing and in uh, in, and, in wild worlds yeah. and things like that. Um, they, uh, as a, like, very teeny example, we could all pull one, right? Like, um, I remember the first time I had a villager move out of my mm-hmm. town, one of the things I really enjoyed about... Um the previous games in uh New Leaf to be specific was that Kiki thing where they'll send you a letter. Yeah. In this game, they never send you a letter. They just leave. And it and it kind of feels Well, they ask you. Well, they ask you if you yeah. want to leave, sure. And they did that in the previous game as well. But um there... which I actually think it's a mistake, but it, it just adds to that customization, right? It's, it's a collection. I really rather than a simul- simulation. I
2: really think you've hit on something that I didn't even think about, which is that it is they leaned into the customization and detracted from the simulation. And and I
1: don't think that's bad. I just think it's different. It's a choice. It's a a choice. And I think that the perfect Animal Crossing game, which hopefully will be the next one, (laughs) will be, uh, you know, that flawless five out of five game will be the one where they keep the customization and also bring back the simulation. There's, it. it deserves to be a little... Because I think what it is is that when you get
2: rid of the fact that you can choose whether or not they leave or stay and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, it gives it a little bit of the staleness because there's no breath in the life of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like in real life you know, maybe you could try to convince someone to not move away. It's like, if
1: they're going to move, they're going to move, you know? It forced me, um, and this wasn't a problem. I I enjoyed doing this, but it forced me to put some, like, arbitrary restraints on myself in order to generate some simulation. Like, for example, I I didn't do intense um, villager farming uh, in the sense that, like, I didn't go to a hundred islands looking for... uh, you know Raymond. insert yeah whichever Ray, it was Raymond <laughs> <laughs> whatever animal you could buy something on a slave trade out yeah. there for real money <laughs> oh um but like I, I I put a rule of like I get three and you know I have to choose one of them and if I get to the third one I haven't chosen the previous two I have to take it so yeah. it kind of was like a little bit of a combo but it would be nice if that was not something I had to do myself if it was a little more you know just that decision was made for you so yeah I think that's really like the big you know, the main point of this is like adding some of those simulation qualities back into it would really make this game worth playing after you're done completing your island. I I
0: think I agree with both of your what you're saying in that I think that would make a better game for me personally, Mm -hmm. but I disagree that they should implement it like because I actually think that where we are now. In the way that we consume games they did it perfectly because you know most of the interaction with animal crossing or like a lot of the fun was it was being being part of a community online right Mm -hmm. and seeing people's crazy islands that they were building as a point of like inspiration and i feel like the last time an animal crossing game came out or like you know the last like main not like excluding like pocket world or whatever but um pocket camp
1: yeah I some in, respect on it.
0: Pocket I was I was mixing um was 2012 Pocket City. <laughs> and while and while 2012 Population obviously folk. the. The wild <laughs> Pocket, sorry. Yeah.
2: Go, go, go for it. Did just you keep said, going. <laughs> did you see that meme of the, um, I call this piece, um, man who makes typo in a group chat, and it's like a medieval painting of a guy with a thousand swords in him. <laughs> it's like yeah. that. It's like you make one mistake and just... <laughs> um,
0: was, <laughs> the, was the grunge there? Um,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there is, like... <laughs> t-shirt.
0: Like, like in 2012... <laughs> The game, the 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 it was different, right? Like the way that we approached games was different. Like streaming wasn't as popular, like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it's just a different landscape. And so creating a game that focuses on customization, which has the much better visibility, Mm -hmm. I think was is more important to sustain the game than it is the simulation factor of Mm -hmm. it. And so I think it's the right move. I agree that I would personally rather have more of like the simulation elements in it. I do think it's like the right move and I would be surprised if they didn't continue on that train because yeah. that's the because this game is made to be played in public like having the island hopping and yeah. like you know that kind of stuff like cutting out the like mini games on your island like in or on the different you know islands yeah, in for favor in, yeah. yeah in favor of like some of this stuff I think what they're going to do next is make more of that multiplayer like yeah. more to do on the islands yeah. in, in the same sort of like customization kind of like from, from that perspective. So I think, I think that's like the better move ultimately, though, again, I do agree. Well,
2: that- I think, you know, what's interesting is that as we're talking about this comparison between customization and simula- simulation, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that they focused on to try to um, like make up for the lack of some of the simulation elements that you're talking about Jimmy is they did more of the like red visits you way more often and Mm -hmm. you find Gulliver like every damn day on the beach you know and they tried to make those like random events the elements of simulation that keep you coming back because you have to check in every day to see if like Mm -hmm. someone is there you know that might be special like Sahara and whatever whereas in the older games those
1: felt much rarer and the real simulation was more how you interacted with the villagers I wonder though and I wish I had looked this up. I wonder how much of that feeling of um, back in the day, it was like, Oh, my God, like Gulliver, I've never seen this in my life. What a yeah. crazy thing. Whereas in this game, it's like, Oh, every Tuesday Gulliver comes. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much though that that is like us just being kids when we played it and not fully grasping the mechanic of it. Because I bet that it is actually much more scheduled than we think. Maybe. And I I
0: think the playing it a lot more on the front loaded side adds to that too. Probably.
2: I, I just remember even in City Folk, which was more, I was more like a teenager, tweenager at that time. Yeah. It's like... I definitely remember that stuff being like rarer
1: and like harder, you know? To your point, like I remember with City Folk when like the first time I found um, a coconut on the beach, it was like, oh my God, like I'll sell my future kid to eat this (laughs) coconut. Whereas in this game, it's like a weekend, I have every fruit.
2: I think that's what it is, is that it's like, I remember um, getting into a really big fight with Haley about how she was, she loved the addition of the art museum, but was really frustrated by the fact that she's like, it feels so unattainable to complete this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Don't you think that's the point is like, it's not supposed to be this thing that you can grind at day in, day out and get all the art. It's like, that's what I miss is that element of it feels like it's kind of that conversation that we've had a lot on this podcast about, um, bonus content where it's like, um, you know, I hate looking at the side quest bar and there's like a thousand side quests and a 10,000 collectibles. And it's like, well, that feels unattainable, but the game is expecting me to make it attainable for myself. And I'm like, I would much prefer something like the art museum where it's like, yeah, I mean, this is so unattainable, but the game is not trying to say you should yeah. work at this every again. Nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> right? Like the game is saying it's a random The only way to do this is to trade with people or yeah. get the random and red thing that you need. You know, a, and yeah, and
1: honestly, I'm like I can't think of something more boring than someone who has a complete museum. That's the thing is that like, I feel I, like I it's, like the idea of like, oh, this is what I've been able to catch. Yeah. in playing the last couple of years, rather than I did it completion. It's the completionist like, element
2: of which I again really don't identify as a completionist in games like i just really am that the thought of going at some of this stuff makes my skin crawl yeah. and it's like i um really appreciate the elements of animal crossing that put this barrier up to yeah. completion debate and be like hey stop you don't yeah. need we don't want you to try to find yeah. every bug every this whatever well, you
0: you literally can't like this fish is only available in this month. exactly yeah, yeah, and, I, and i think totally.
2: those are the elements that i think that this I mean, I don't, I think this game does put up elements like that that prevent you from doing that. But I think that the way that the game was played, unfortunately, was like encouraging you to do it. And that's not the game's fault. However, the reason I bring it up is because I think because it feels like Gulliver is there every other day. Right. And you control all the villagers and the way they move and the way that you can island hop. There's, it feels like there are less of those barriers to completionism or completionist runs than there used to be.
1: And that is disappointing. Are you in Haley? Okay. Have you made up?
2: (laughs) We have since made up, but I just remember her. I mean, she'd never completed the museum, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was like, it's for your own good, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, you know, um, it's just interesting that I feel that it's such a benefit, you know, and a lot of people, it drives them nuts, you know, and yeah. they end up cheating and time traveling. I mean, good, I'm container. definitely
0: more on the completionist of side of mm-hmm. things in terms of like how I played it. And I but I do I did acknowledge or think that, you know, if I played like an hour a day versus however many hours a day I was playing at the peak, I would have a different feeling about that, like because they're. You know, there is a point playing Animal Crossing at any time, I think, you know, maybe with the exception of, like, once you kind of have everything, that you're like, okay, I literally can't do anything else today. Yeah. Like, yes, I can, like, fish and, like, get some of my coins, but in terms of, like big picture stuff or things I'm trying to achieve, it's pretty hard to do that, like, at a certain point just because of the way that the time mechanic, like, maybe the shop is closed Ooh, or that yeah. kind of stuff. And so, you know, if you're playing one hour a day, you're so busy doing other stuff that, like, you're not necessarily thinking about, like, oh, I wish I could do this one thing, but I can't because it's not accessible to me. But playing it for longer is just sort of, like, adding to that. Yeah. Um, so I totally get that. But I I, I want to say, too, to a point you were making earlier, Jack, that, um, like, the... Um, having the progression for me, I actually really liked. Mm, I really thought okay. that was helpful. Like, because I think that I appreciate a game that has a little bit more of a, an objective. Mm-hmm. And to for me, as I was playing it, even though I wanted to do all of the things to like you know get the how, three star, five star island, or
2: three uh, three, three, so. three to K. To get KK, but five stars like kind of yeah. the like end game, yeah. post, new game plus. Like, <laughs>
0: to, to get all of those, like to get that was something I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't need to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, And so I felt like, even though, yes, there is this progression and you can like get all this stuff, I never felt like, oh, I like need to do that right now or I'm not playing the game correctly. I I think that was something that I think they
1: did really well. Yeah. And, yeah. and
0: it added I, for me.
1: I liked the procre- progression. I think that they had a nice middle ground where it gives the game a bit of focus mm-hmm. and I think that Tom Nook even sets it up nicely when you're done with that KK quest line which takes you about like two weeks right like yeah I actually I
0: actually feel like it would have been improved to me if they spread it out a little bit sure more.
1: right but 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 I think like I remember K- or um Tom Nook says something to the effect of like you a- you can ask him after KK like what do you need like what's what's the next goal and he like basically looks at you is like live your life man yeah like, like, I mean, yeah, I think he says, oh God, I wish I had the quote up because it's kind of beautiful, but it's something to the effect of like, isn't it exciting? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, what do yeah. you want to do? Like, isn't that fun to think? That's that- the thing is, I guess I, w- I feel like that's where the,
2: and I know what you said this, Robert, about like, that feels like the tutorial. Is like, that feels like where the game really begins for me. Totally. Yeah, But I hate the whole like, I have to get the Nook miles to get the terraforming. It's just like I wish it was like a little more
1: freeform mm. in
2: that way, where it almost is like once you've done the KK, it's like ah, here you
1: go. Here's well, all the tools in your toolbox. You let's, know? if you guys are cool with it, um, I think it would be incomplete of us to not discuss some of the new features, such as crafting and Nook miles, sure. and maybe even terraforming and stuff. Um, um, I mean, I'll, I'll just kick us off. I think that. Crafting and Nook Miles in particular were great additions that I think greatly improved the game and I would not want to play another Animal Crossing game without crafting. And I know crafting has kind of become like uh, almost like the new open world where, like, if you want, you know, your triple-A game, they you're just gonna, slap a you, it you gotta have that mechanic, it, yeah. but I think it fits really well with the Animal Crossing franchise, and I really enjoyed it, and I know <laughs> the, the big thing to drag is, like, the, the tool, um, breaking system, but I... I I think overall it's really good. I have more to say about it, but just to kick us I off. I think the
0: craft team makes use of the things that otherwise would not have as much of a use. You know, shells only used to be used to sell stuff, but mm-hmm. now you can use shells to, you know, um, build furniture or, or yep. things like that for sure. Yeah. Yep. I I mean, I, <laughs> I I almost don't even have like too much to say just because <laughs> I, I fully agree with you. I think it was like yeah. a perfect addition to the game. I think the Nook Miles and particularly the like Nook Mile, um, Plus, or, yeah, or, the, daily, the, the daily tasks. the daily task yeah, ma- g- gave you like stuff to do, even if yeah. you feel like you didn't have anything to do. It made those like barriers for the Nook miles um, like a little bit more attainable because you could always be going towards them mm-hmm. versus yeah, like mm-hmm. some of the like other ones you just can't do them all in a day. Yeah, I loved
1: thing. the yeah the bigger picture ones. Some of those were super fun. If anything, I wish they had more of these types of things, and I'll I'll remember the. The, the one where you have to catch 100 fish two, a 100 thing. or 200 fish without Oof. breaking your streak like that was so much fun mm-hmm. for me to work towards and I remember I ended up um, breaking it down and I made it like a week goal I'm like I'm going to do 10 fish a day oh I can, nice and I'm just I'm going to count it out and I know if I try and just you know white knuckle it I'm going to fuck it up so I'll yeah. just do 10 a day and I did it after a week and it was such a satisfying moment to get that right um and even the ones that were like smaller and less uh and more obscure you know, I know we've all had that moment where you pop the balloon, the present goes in the water, and then you get the little Nook notification, and you're like, oh, yep. you dirty dogs. You didn't, <laughs> did you? And then, <laughs> That's sure definitely up, where like, I feel like the Nook Mile system works the best, is when it's
2: a surprise, yeah, you know, when you yeah. get it. it that, that is really addictive in video games, is that yeah. feeling of like, oh, I've messed up, but I, I still get prize? You know, I mean, question <laughs> yeah. mark? It
1: provided a little bit of structure and direction to each day without ruining the essence of Animal Crossing, which is structureless
2: absolutely and the daily tasks are like it's i i think the daily tasks would have been bad if it was like you know um today your goal is to catch 100 fish without breaking you know that i feel like is bad but I, they're always so like pick fruit chop wood you Talk know they're so friends. they're like things that you would do anyway so it feels nice to have a little pre-built-in uh reward system for yeah. that i agree i think the crafting is great too i really would like them to keep that in for future games mm-hmm. Um, I think that it would be great if um the they tweaked the DIY system just a little bit. I feel like the collecting of the things. recipes is really tedious and um it's like uh you're getting so many of the same ones over and over yeah. again, you know,
1: mm-hmm. um I, I remember I farmed um the cherry blossom season recipes uh, and I went on Reddit and like I actually like reached out to someone who had all of them and mm-hmm. he was telling me like, "Oh, every 15 minutes a balloon will cross your Island. So just stay on your beach and run back and forth or whatever. I forget, i forget the exact mechanics, but it was like run back and forth and like look for the balloon either at the North or South yeah. end of it. And like, that was something that I did cause I wanted those cherry blossom recipes, but felt very anti animal crossing yeah. to be in that situation. So I agree that there's like some tweaks that can be made. I also kind of wish on the tweaking side of things for the DIYs, um, and maybe didn't notice it as much. Did you ever play the other, like, during this game during other seasons? Um, well, I mean, because of our second
2: playthrough, I did play in fall mm-hmm. and winter a little bit, but.
1: I think that they got a little lazy with just making seasons mean oh, here's a new collectible. Like, you're getting acorns, and then you're getting ornaments, and then you're getting cherry yeah. blossom leaves, and then you're getting um, blue shells. I like it. And I like that those all relate to specific recipe sets, but I think that I would like for them to do maybe some different things in the seasons, not just have it be like a new stackable collectible. Item, well, again, that just,
0: it's goes back to your point of like, it's the focus on customization versus like the
2: life. You know, what's like a cool, I feel like this is like, would be a good way to bridge this gap between customization and simulation is if, um, say you log in on December 1st, mm-hmm. right. And, um, they go over the announcements and Isabel's like, and by the way, like, come talk to me at some point. Like, I have something to talk to you about or whatever. And they kind of hint a little bit at this, I think, with um the ornaments, whether, like, you can decorate the trees and everything. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if she would say something like, hey, like, um, you know, for the month of December, yes, there are these collectibles, you know, do whatever you want with them. But also, like, our goal is to have, like, this kind of decor going on or, like, mm-hmm. we want to have, like, a... We want to come up with, like, a Christmas tree lot or something. You know, just mm. do something fun like that. And it's, like, you have two... You have from December 1st to December 25th to, like, do this. Mm-hmm. And you do it at your own pace. And you don't have to if you don't want to, you know. But, like, that way it feels like a little bit of, like, yeah, do it your own way. Do some sort of customization, you know. But it feels like a simulation, too, because it's, like, triggered to time and events. And it's, like... Brilliant, yeah. Well, that's I, what they do
0: with the Easter event, right?
2: Yeah, you had, kind of. You had to, like, build all of the... They want you to build all of them, but they don't. There's nothing like they're like just use them however
1: you want. I, I you think know? I, I
0: hear you saying. I think they they also added a little bit of that mechanic in the Happy Home design. Yeah, yeah, which thing with like the theming, great. which was like really
2: cool. I like the idea of like we're, we every you know we want to decorate the plaza, so. Mm-hmm. You know, from December 1st to December 25th, all the neighbors and you, you know, will be collecting these things and yeah. contribute what you can, you know, and yeah. whatever. And, like, that yeah. makes, there's, like, there's ways to bridge that gap, I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a good idea.
0: What about the second, um, and then maybe we can potentially wrap up, mm-hmm. to on. but what about the second playthrough um, was, like, different for each of you? Because I think, like uh, pl- destroying the island, I, th- I think I was so excited going yeah. into it. I was like, "Yes, let's do it! I'm ready, ready to start again. Do that. We'll play the entire season. It'll be great." And then I, I fell off really quick. Mm-hmm. I, like I lost interest really quick. And I think, I don't, I don't know if it's like a flaw in the game more than it is a flaw again in the way that I played
1: mm-hmm. it the first time and i i i don't really have an answer to that i'm wondering whether i've got an answer i think which is we went in very targeted with our second playthroughs yeah. of what we wanted to accomplish on the island mm-hmm. and i think that we also knew though how the game works mm-hmm. and so i with my once again with this game i think i played the second playthrough longer than you guys i would say that my island is I mean, I could do more to it, but I got it to a pretty much complete status for what I wanted to do. <laughs> so much more. So many plans. <laughs> i my, I've been happy to show you guys sometimes. <laughs> Mine's pretty good, actually. I'm, I'm proud of it. But um, it was a little discouraging to know that, like, oh, I want um, my second time around, I wanted to go for, like, a French theme. And very original, I know. And to think that, like, oh, to get this uh, piece— Um, I'm going to have to just get lucky in the shop that it's going to come on a day that I check. And that was difficult and a bit of a disencouragement. Whereas the first time I kind of just went in and yeah, like I knew I wanted to have like a Japanese theme, but like it was much more just like every day, like what do I find and how am I going to fit it into the island? And I think like, no, it just goes back to like, man, playing this game pragmatically and with a checklist in mind and stuff is just not yeah. the way to deal Well, to I save. think they built
0: the game in a way that you, they encourage you to trade and interact with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that worked really well when everyone was playing the game. Mm-hmm. But what it also did was created a way that I could be like, I could get a billion bells by going to you, yeah, like going on those sites that have the like turnip, like you yeah. know, best turnip thing or whatever. And I did, and I got a lot of bells, and I was like, perfect, now I have all the money. I was like, oh, that was a bad move. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm bored. And, and, and so I think that by creating a game that you encourage. Tr- player trading behavior, not knowing does this person have a ton of friends that are playing the game? Do they have access to like a thing? Made it so that you either burnt out on it quicker mm-hmm. because you can get anything pretty much at any time, mm-hmm. or you took a really really long t- time to get something that was designed to be done with other players, like the fruit trees. Like right, yeah. like it's impossible to yeah. get all the fruit without get without having friends to trade because this because the secondary islands. Only have a, a different. They don't have all of
1: them. Can give you fruit, I think, uh, and I think you can get all of them, and that would probably be in more of a way that you would. Well, like, well you're still beholden to like randomness, though. no, totally. right? Yeah, like yeah, like so. in, in
0: randomness that would be. Was I I feel like intended to be expedited by trading and I think that that's like it worked for me because I had friend a lot of friends that were playing the game but for someone that
2: (laughs) so many friends but but
0: (laughs) for someone that like didn't, yeah. yeah? I'd imagine it would be a much different experience.
2: It's interesting that you mentioned that because I totally agree with everything you just said but the thing that I first thought of when you posed this question was actually that I wish I could play this game in a vacuum because mm. I think that um, I'm feeling this actually right now with redacted game that we're playing which is that I feel very behind mm. and I think that it's that meme of the when you visit a friend's island who's like way farther ahead and they've got like a space suit on and you're like a cave person. You know? <laughs> yes. we're like We're like trying to start a fire. <laughs> you we had know. to eat
1: one of the villagers. Yeah, I,
2: you know, it's like I think a lot of it is this the unfortunate art of comparison, which is that you're always trying to like keep up with what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And I think that in the older version of this game, I was very much more comfortable being like, you know, um, let me just like do my own thing over in the corner doesn't matter what everybody else is doing and i think i have a really hard time feeling like oh well i'm really behind and i gotta catch up with everybody and we've played a lot of games on this podcast and for this show where i'm like oh god everybody else finished and i want to keep i mean horizon i wanted to keep playing but i was like no wait i mean that one i was like we have to move on but you know it's like hard to reach the natural ebb and flow of your play state when you're playing like, we are where we're playing together. Yeah. But also, with Animal Crossing, it was very specific because we had so many friends playing at the same time. And we were struggling to, like, all stay on the same page. Right. And I think that it can make it a little... There's a part of me that wants to play this game in a vacuum. And I, I'm not saying that they should get rid of trading or multiplayer or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just there's something intangible that is created yeah. when you play it alone. I, I
0: agree with you. I, my, I guess my my point is that I don't, it's not created that way so that it, it makes it impossible. Like, you yeah. can't... Yeah. You, I mean, you can play in a vacuum, but...
1: It is interesting, um, to your point, Jack, on, on, like, so many people were playing it and, like, there's that art of comparison. One of the things that, like, made um, Animal Crossing population growing and some of the other uh, earlier Animal Crossings is that when I was playing those games with you, Jack, like, I... It was only you who I knew played that game. I That, to me, was, like, special. Like, to me, I'm like, I know something. I know a game that no one else knows. And it was very weird playing this one where it's like, this is the pop culture moment. Yes. Like, if you're whereas, not playing this game, you're a fucking loser. Right, right. Where I would be like, you know, with the original one, like, do you know, uh, do you know about Animal Crossing? And if someone <laughs> knew, I was like, oh, my God. It was like, like a were, secret. Yeah. 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 And I have friends who played this game who I've never known
2: to play a video game like not even like just people who are like oh i'm like more of a casual gamer like i have a friend who bought a switch to play animal crossing it is the only game she played on the switch i've never played a video game with her i've never talked to her about a video game it's the only game i've ever known she played it's like it is so like forgive the the expression like it is an island (laughs) unto itself like this game like it is so singular in that way that it captures people's
1: attention yeah i know a lot of people Um, who only have ever played
0: uh yeah, so I mean, I don't know, maybe good time to wrap up and yeah. kind of like closing thoughts a don't little bit to. here. Does that
1: sound good? Let's do it. Should we reverse order? Reverse yeah, order, yeah. That too.
0: sounds good. Um yeah, so I mean, with everything we've said, you know, obviously our second playthrough was like a little bit of a bust, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fair to say. Like our extended play kind of fell short. Um, but really Not a fault of like the game itself. Sorry about that. Great, Um, uh, really not a fault of like the game itself. And I think like ultimately, um, you know, this is for the type of game that it is trying to make it is the perfect version of it. It has all of the elements. It's a game that, for me, had all of the subjective value that I'm looking for. It had all of the, like, memories, but it also delivered an experience that I think was worthy of the hype. And there are very few games that I was this hyped about, and maybe no games that I was this hyped about, yeah. and also, like, <clears throat> met those, like, expectations. Absolutely. And I've, this is, you know, I can think of really maybe one more game redacted that I've put in like more hours in yeah. like realistically, mm-hmm. like if I'm thinking about mm-hmm. like yeah. the time spent on this game, like I've, it's, it's up there. So all that to be said, uh, um, uh, an easy upon like further reflection, an easy five lad yeah. game.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah. I uh, agree with everything you said. Uh, I think like. You know, to go back to your point about that podcast that you had suggested at the top of this and, oh, yeah. you know, that central question about, like, a game that uh, br- brought you into the culture or whatever, yeah. um, I think that this is a very worthy... The game that said, made you say gaming is for me. <laughs> yeah. I think that <laughs> yeah. this is a very, like, worthy um, choice uh, to answer that question mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. There are a few games that have had such an emotional impact on me. I know I've shared some anecdotes with you, and it's... And I know others have those very same moments for them. Um, and I, it's just, it's a beautiful game. Um, and it's just, n- no one does it like Animal Crossing does no. it. Um, yeah, you know, you have your critiques, uh, but largely I think that it, all of our critiques were not the result of an error, but a choice on the developer's part. And a choice that, like again, needs to be mentioned. The, the direction they did go was done to near perfection. Um, and I'm excited to see what the future holds for this franchise. Um, yeah, Animal Crossing makes me cry and (laughs) I love it. Um, and it's a five out of five game and a very special one at that.
2: Yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? It's, it's such a good game and it's, it's funny because I've, uh, on this podcast have often been like, no, like no honorary five out of fives, you know, like I don't believe in that kind of metric. and. Well, I'm not trying to say that this is an honorary 5 out of 5 or anything, however, what I, the reason I bring that up is because I think this is a game that transcends a lot of traditional metrics that I would apply to games in terms of how we score and like how um, how I subjectively rate things, you know, it's something that not only is it this particular iteration of this game is so good but it feels really like the culmination of the franchise in a lot of ways. Um, it's interesting that you've been talking about the future of the franchise because sometimes I wonder if, like, this is it. <laughs> if they're like, mm-hmm. this is their Super Smash this Ultimate. Yeah, like, it feels like to...
0: it could be a victory lap for sure. You know, mm-hmm. who
2: knows what they'll... Maybe they'll do, like, an Animal Crossing New Horizons Ultimate, you know, yeah, where they, like, yeah. do a little more. But the... basically, the reason I say that all that is because, in many ways, my 5 out of 5 for this game, while totally earned is a lot of, like, Animal Crossing in general. Like, I'm just like, this game is the culmination of everything that I love about this franchise and why it's so subjectively special and why it holds such a dear place in my heart. And so, while I feel like this 5 out of 5 is a much more measured 5 out of 5, where I feel like the other ones that I've given on this podcast are like, I'm so enamored with this game and, like, I'm so blown away. It's like, this is much more of a, like, yes, 5 out of 5 to you, Animal Crossing. I still feel that it earns that in every way, shape, and yeah, form. It's like, it is, a, like a legendary status. You yeah, know? it's like untouchable, you know? It's mm-hmm. like kind of like one of those things that it's, just like, it's almost like beyond critique. Yeah. Especially because the intention is so pure. And I think that's really the thing that is like the most important thing about this franchise to me is that it's like, it's so, you know, people talk a lot about how like there are games out there that are so violent and so dark. And it's like, oh, it, does it cross over into like torture porn? And is it like, trying to be shocking for shock's sake. And there's like so many controversies nowadays and how games get made and what games do and focus on. And it's a relief in all of that to have the reprieve of Animal Crossing, which is just designed from the ground up with, we just want you to live on an island and we just have the purest intentions and we want you to have a little escape and mm. a, a little bit of just unbridled joy in an otherwise very dark world at times. And I think because this game came out in such a dark time, For modern history, it really emphasized that all the more, and I think that that is worth mentioning and just worth discussing in the context of this game, but the franchise as a whole, and for all of those reasons, sorry, very long-winded, absolutely five out of five, happy to award this to our official golden lad yeah
0: first five out of five and again like you know to jack's point i do i do think it is beyond critique for us in a lot of ways that does not mean it is beat
2: without flaw totally i just mean like it's it it's earned our benefit of the doubt right you know like it earns again i talked about this a lot where like i don't believe in hand waving as much you know and i'm very much like a no like if you have a critique with a game like it should bring it down you know but With this game, it feels so... It feels like the closest thing any of us have to, like, I can forgive a lot. Yeah. Because this game... Of what this game has done as a franchise and what this game has done specifically. And and I'm not saying I'm, like, this is, like, a beleaguered 5 out of 5 by any means. I just mean that, you know, if my response feels much more measured (laughs) in the way that I'm celebrating this 5 out of 5, that's why. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Great.
0: I mean, uh, you know... We didn't, like, talk in depth about it, but, like, if you have any thoughts about, like, what the future of this franchise is, I'm sure we'd love to sort of, like, engage with you on that. So let us know what you think or, you know, any critiques you thought we missed to this game or anything like that. But Yeah.
2: Um, uh, Tell then- us your stories about—I'd um, love to see comments on our social or in the podcast about— um what your experience was like if you played this game in march 2020 yeah oh, and like how different. that affected and if it affected you positively negatively whatever i would love to hear that because i feel like that's what's so singular about this game that nothing else we have talked about can yeah speak totally. to. yeah
0: and uh you know in terms of the next episode of this podcast stay tuned we're talking about our season two wrap-up mm-hmm. um, where we're going to go through all of the games and give them mm-hmm. rankings and ratings and uh uh,
2: some of us may get cancelled forever and ever <laughs> some of us may get cancelled canceled and to impact. find out which one <laughs> take a guess take, take a <laughs> guess <laughs> you have bad odds on me <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lads Who Pod if you're interested in keeping up with the lads, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ladswhogame and can read our more detailed analysis of this game and more on our website, ladswhogame.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a rating, and tell your friends.